90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Oh, hey, Kel. How are you? <laughs> I finally get to answer this week. Normally, Adam does. I'm, uh, I'm grand. We've had quite a start to this recording. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I am not an IT specialist. And nothing that I do or say would ever give anybody that impression. <laughs> and yet, my computer likes to challenge me. Yep. Every week. <laughs> oh, let's not work. Oh. Let's freeze it up. Oh, not responding. I've never wanted to punch an inanimate object more in my life. I understand it. Yep. Weekly rage. Yep. yep. But I love yep. it now because it's working. Fancy. Fancy. And its camera is looking at me, so I'm trying to be nice. I love it. I love it. Um, I have big news, Sharon. <gasps> big news? Yeah. Uh, it was Janet's, it? Janet's birthday yesterday as, our, as of our recording. So Yeah. 57. How did that happen? Wow. Every year we're surprised yeah. it happens. <laughs> but she looks uh, – She there was some video because she was at a party. Like they had a party for her because she's on tour, as we know. Yep. And uh, she honestly looked like she was 27. So good for her. Yep. Happy Incredible. birthday, Miss Janet. Go get him. Well, um, it should be no surprise that where we'll start the show today will please you greatly. Okay. <laughs> um, but I thought at least we should uh, discuss the um, – much-anticipated Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue that features an 81-year-old on its cover, so the oldest um, model on that issue's cover. We'll talk Gives about us that. Hope. hope, Sharon. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's still time for us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll also tell you how the Stallones, whoops, yeah. uh, might be following in the uh, footsteps of the Kardashians and senior citizens in general. Right. And uh, what else do we want to talk about? Hang on a second. My my beloved computer is giving me sales. Uh, we've got trivia, as usual, 90s Rewind. And since we started on the Janet note and since the clock is ticking on someone on this show going to see uh, Janet Jackson, her favorite performer of all time. Yep. Kel, let's start there. So we've, we know now that Janet's another year older and mm -hmm. uh, just obviously one better, mm -hmm. yep. that she's killing it on this tour. Uh, and is Toronto the only Canadian date on this tour? Yeah, as far as I know, unless something was added that I, I didn't see, because it's been pretty busy on the farm these days. But as far as I know, it is Toronto. Normally, she would do Vancouver, but I, I don't think she's getting there this time around. Well, she's covering a lot of territory. And the fact that, uh, I mean, Toronto's not that far from us. And I think selfishly, at least for you, you'll get to go and see that show. Yeah, it's funny because a friend of mine was like, you're driving five hours? I'm like, Yes. <laughs> That's, yeah. that's the reality for it's, where we are. It's Janet. <laughs> so, and uh, I don't know if I told you in any of the previous shows we've recently done, but I uh, I recently found out that it's been since 2018 since I've seen her. That's five years. Yeah, I know. Isn't it crazy? Because um, it didn't, in a way, it, it seems like forever, and in a way, it seems like it was two weeks ago that I saw her. So Yeah, um, I but totally I, get that. I think what it is is, is I, I saw her in concert in 2018, which would have been at the um, Performing Arts Center in Saratoga Springs. I love it there. So love amazing. Love it there. And then, yep. but I think what tripped me up is I did see her in 2019 when I went to her induction ceremony. And then I was oh. fortunate to get to go to that, uh, you know, her party. Yeah. And that's where I, I was able to meet her. So I think, so it has, it's technically been five years since a show and four years since I saw her in person. Okay, well, let's go back there for a second. When you met her, mm -hmm. your your pal Janet, <laughs> uh, 
do you remember what she said to you? Like, did you have more than one sentence exchange or did she just sort of nod and go, mm-hmm? Was there something that she said to you that you were like, oh, my God, it's Janet Jackson <laughs> talking to me? <laughs> uh, it was all it was like it was like a 60 to 90 second uh, encounter, if you will. Wow. So, so it was very quick and it was very noisy because we were in a club uh, celebrating her and Janelle Monet was around and, and little Kim. And of I have my picture with little Kim uh, and Janelle Monet and Jimmy Jam, which was great. Um, so I just said, uh, you know, because I knew a million people were telling her, like, I love you so much and like all that. And so I didn't really want to say that. I just said, you know, um, it's really nice to meet you. I'm from Canada and we really love you up in, in Canada and, and we look forward to you coming, you know, for a visit. And then she said something about, I think, Canadians and then uh, something like just like, oh, that's great. Like, I really appreciate that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I just wanted to get out of her way because I knew she had a million more uh, people that needed to see her and meet her. And, and it was her night, too, and I didn't want to just be fangirling all over her. But I I know I won't do that. Like, that's not... That's not... very Canadian of you. Yeah. Extra, con- extra considerate. And then representing the country at the same time. On yeah. behalf of all of Canada, yeah. we love you. <laughs> here's a key to the city or here's a key to Canada. So I'm not sure. You're welcome up here anytime. Yeah, exactly. Well, what's what's so, cool about uh, the description of her shows in in at least New York, mm-hmm. it was written that uh, the Together Again tour was a live concert, a history lesson, and a tutorial on longevity, professionalism, and audience engagement. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah, she yeah, she sold out off. two nights, two nights at MSG. She sold out. Pretty incredible. At, and that's like you know, at fifty seven. You know what I mean. Or she would have been well, 56 and three quarters at that point. But she's flipping Janet Jackson, though, you know, like yep. she it's no so she wouldn't even have to have anything going on other than the fact that she would be like, all right, I'm going to go out and tour. And then it'd be that she would still totally sell out. Yeah. And you know, what's really I was funny because I was talking to um, I was actually talking to Tina Landon about this last night. Um, so because Busta Rhymes, they had a collaboration in 98. Yeah. Uh, what's it going to be? And mm-hmm. so he came out and performed it with her on the second night of the show. Or second, I believe it was the second night in, in MSG. And, you know, it's Busta Rhymes, right? So first of all, like he's – I don't know how tall he is, but he always looks like he's like 6'3 or 6'4. Like he's a he's a big, tall fella, right? And big presence and the big voice to back it big up. Big presence. And, you know, and like he's also too like an OG rapper. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. he like – he's boss. You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. it's so cute. And Sharon, you're going to have to go do this. If you like probably go on YouTube or whatever or on social media, just Google like Busta and Janet. And he literally turns into like a little girl when he's <laughs> with her because they do the whole song. It's super like, you know, like hardcore. And he's Mr. Posturing rapper. And they're all like dancing up on each other. And then – they actually stopped the show, uh, which normally does not happen at a Janet show. Like, she always powers through and, and wants to be on point for her fans. But I know all the fans appreciated this. He stopped the show. He gave her a big bouquet of flowers. Uh, and then he gave her a birthday cake, like a week early, whatever, but gave her a birthday cake. W- wished her happy birthday. Wished her happy Mother's Day. Uh, called her a queen. And even said, I'm about to get emotional because I can't believe my dream came true, which is not only did we get to collaborate together, but I got to perform it with you on stage. Wow. So it was just so cute to see like this rapper who's like Mr. Rapper getting all like emotional and and cutesy and like, it's Janet. I love you, Janet. It was like really cool. (laughs) He turned into a big pile of mush. Yeah. Yeah. Janet has that effect on basically everybody, especially uh, big bad rappers. (laughs) So, Well, think of the timeline too. If it's been 37 years since 
the Control album came out, and obviously longer than that since her her debut mm-hmm. into the uh, record making business. Thirty seven years. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's more than a generation, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that's so that makes her uh, easily identifiable, very household name level ish. Mm-hmm. And so going back to the fact that it's a no brainer that she'd sell out two nights at uh, Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And what I love too is like, obviously, as you know, I do a lot of stuff for like Janet stuff and lots of interviews. And um, I can tell you on on social media, it's interesting to watch like fans, let's say of, of our age group. And then, but now she's got like 21 year olds that are discovering her music and like falling in love and dissecting it and being like, Oh my God, I can't believe like, you know, she said this or that, you know, and I, yeah. I totally get it. And it's really cool to see like, she has everybody. And, and I think, and we've talked about this before, but like everybody loves Janet, like no matter yeah. which community you belong to, like white farm girl from Canada, like I love <laughs> her. And then, you know, like big bad rapper from New York <laughs> loves her and basically yep. everybody in between. And there's not many artists that can run that gamut, you know? I think that she, at least from her, like the perspective of being a Jackson, Mm -hmm. she, in her pursuit to uh, make it on her own, I think she made herself seem accessible. Not that, you know, everybody has a chance at chatting with her, because I think it's a pretty special thing that you did get to enjoy. Mm -hmm. But she gives off that vibe that she's one of us, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and it was funny because a lot of um, people were weighing in on her birthday, uh, like dancers and, and, and people that she's on tour with now, and even people that she's worked with in the past. And to a person, it was just like, she's the best boss and human ever. Like, she's exactly who you think she is, um, like off stage and on. Like, it, she's consistent and she's consistently sweet and nice, which is great. That's nice. Yeah. I like when Happy they match birthday, what you, Janet. You, you hope them to be. Or think yeah, that, no kidding. It's yeah. always risky, man. Yeah. <laughs> I met a couple of duds. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can't shake the dud feeling off. Yeah. Ugh. I have I have that with a current pop star that I will not name, but uh yeah, like when I'm when I when she was grumpy with me in person, I was like, no. Is that, is that the one you told me about? Yeah, at Oshiaga. Yeah. 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 Like, you know what? You're on the clock. Yeah. <laughs> Pop tart. Yeah, you. Kind of, it's one of those things. If you're behind the scenes at your festival, you're still on. You're still at work, mm-hmm. unless you're in your uh, your trailer or your bus or whatever. If you're out, mm-hmm. and you're that sounded very Canadian. If you're out, yeah. <laughs> if you're outside, yeah. uh, I think not that you're you're um, you know free range or whatever, mm-hmm. but I think that you have to have a, an element of being on. Yeah, and and she was supposed be to be on because she, she was doing an interview with me, and it was part of <laughs> it was part of my ten minutes. So wow, so, so it makes it even worse. Yeah, it made it even worse. And then after that, I was just like, okay, I'm done. Like we're we're over. We're done wow. with you. Like that. And, and so we'll ever never since know then, who it is. Pardon? You we'll have to never know who it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because we do still play her, which is interesting, but not not as much as before. And so. Um, the, the, the clock is is probably on. I'd love to hear you on the air. Yeah. <laughs> after having played one of their songs. Yeah. See, just to see if the level of excitement yeah. dipped dipped at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's them. Yeah. On we go. <laughs> uh, well, as you uh, can hear, and for those that are watching, you can see that Adam is not with us ce soir yep. today, yep. this morning, whenever it is that you are checking us out and hanging out with 90s now. Uh, but he is here in spirit. And uh, electronically, of course, with all the sound effects, because I think we should get into some trivia, Kel. 
Ready. 90s. <laughs> now. Trivia. All right. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say bing bong. Bing bong. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> By the way, shout out to uh, Rachel in uh, in Australia because uh, she now apparently when she's watching the show waits for the, and says the bing bong like she's into the bing. <laughs> it's Pavlovian. Yeah. <laughs> so this one's for you, Rachel. Bing bong. Uh, so bing we'll bong. start with sport. Um, in which year, Sharon, did the Washington Bullets become the Washington Wizards? I was off by a year when I took a guess. Yeah. I am going to guess 99. You were off by two years. Ooh, dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 97. Wow. There you go. It's funny because I, uh, yeah, I didn't think it was that early. Like, I know it was tail end of 90s, but I still thought it was, like, on that cusp of millennial action. Living and learning with 90s now. <laughs> this one is hobbies, toys, and games. Uh, in up. 1995, Mattel began dr- distribution of which doll named after a vegetable garden? Sharon, you know this. 99? 1995. 95. Yeah. Sharon, you know this. Cabbage Patch was 83. Uh, well, not 83, No, but that's, the 80s. that's what they said, though. Cabbage, Cabbage Patch? Patch Kids. Maybe Mattel bought it from another company? I don't know. Maybe, because it was like a, a wrestling match at the stores at around holiday time <laughs> in the 80s. Creepy little dolls. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that maybe Mattel bought it at that point. Maybe. So, so Or maybe I'm wrong. What do I know? Yeah. Anyway, maybe these cards are <laughs> wrong, Sharon. Who, who would know? <laughs> no one. <laughs> we have just lost any level of... Credibility. Uh, credibility, <laughs> but it's fine. Because yeah. we are cuter than Cabbage Patch dolls. <laughs> I never, you know, what's funny is all of my friends were super into them. And I, um, I wanted to run them over with like my Tonka trucks. So. Okay. Well, imagine should... this then, Kel. Yeah. If, yeah. How old were you in 1995? Yeah. So for sure it was way before that. So I was, uh, <laughs> I was, I, I was out of high school. So yeah, you're right. It was See, definitely All your 80s. friends weren't playing with the Cabbage Patch yeah. dolls. Not in that decade. <laughs> yeah, they must have bought it then. Like yeah, Mattel must probably have, right. Must have taken that over. Uh, by the way, just a a short uh, hypothesis. Knowing that I would rather play with Tonka toys uh, than Cabbage Patch Kids should have been an indicator of where I was going to be later on. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was foreshadowing, Sharon. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> funny because it's true. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's go to the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit yes. Edition. Uh, usually a big deal, I think, for the model that gets selected to be on the cover. But mm-hmm. I think that the uh, gigantic star that is making the cover this time has made it a big deal for the magazine to have her on it. Because at 81 years old, she's the oldest cover model who also happens to be, you know, a gigantic uh, media mogul whose attention to detail, you know, and home decor and cuisine and Unique friendships like the one she has with Snoop Dogg. Yes, it's Martha Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. And she looks great. She looks great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I feel I, like I just said that. Yeah, I love it. Well, now I'm. It's Pavlovian. I'm just repeating what you're saying, what you're saying Sharon. I'm just yeah. repeating what you're saying. Yeah. But uh, I like too that she, because uh, she t- in the article she talks a little bit about her training leading up to. By the swimsuit issue photos. Mm-hmm. And I love that it was like a something, but it wasn't, you know, she didn't kill herself. Yeah. 
She just, I mean, imagine that 81 years old, she was avoiding thing like things like uh, the flowers and the whites that uh, that everybody's supposed to sort of jump off of every once in a while. Mm. Um, but I love that she also credits her mom with good genes yep. because she herself was in a two-piece after uh, a bunch of kids. Six. Um, six. Imagine that. Six kids. I won't wear uh, a two-piece now and I have zero kids, just three huskies. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me every time you bring up the girl dogs. I want to say the girl dog definition, and I know you're going to get mad if I say the B word, but it's a technical term that's in the dictionary that means female dog. But I won't say it, Kel. Because I don't have I to won't. waste time editing this out. Exactly. For YouTube. <laughs> uh, so, a credit to the mom the good genes, good and clean living. So, yeah. maybe she wasn't hanging out with Snoop at that before at, the shoot. At that juncture, maybe not. <laughs> Uh, so congratulations to Martha Stewart for representing on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Now, um, I wonder if uh, Mrs. Sylvester Stallone ever made the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit. She's Either a model, way, though. wasn't she a model? Oh yeah. yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think Sylvester Stallone was finding his dates at the bank. <laughs> So, yes, Jennifer Flavin was a model, pretty sure. Mm -hmm. And now the uh, whole Stallone family, which includes three beautiful daughters, uh, one of which is named Sistine. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Which is, that's, nothing says you're going to be a good girl like that name, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Or a good girl gone bad, Sharon. Oh, yeah. It's a whole other video. Yeah. Uh, But Sistine and Sophia, two of his three daughters, have a podcast and... Uh, the whole idea of them doing uh, what has them following in the footsteps of the Osbournes and the Kardashians is a reality show, the Stallones, right? Mm. Um, And it's sort of rooted in the fact that these two daughters basically talk Stallone talk all the time, sharing some inside scoop about the family on their podcast. So um, basically Sylvester Stallone was like, this is it. This is what you get. What you see is what you get. And we think it's pretty funny. Um, the whole family's been interviewed. I saw them on uh, live with uh, Kelly and Mark. Oh yeah. Um, I think I think of all the reality shows that this would be a fun one to watch. He seems to be like a a nerdy dad who has them, you know, quote poetry to him in place of like punishment. Like, no, you can't leave the table until you you know give me a line from this poem, and they do it. You know that kind of thing. Uh, so that is something to look forward to. I just don't remember what the, uh, streaming service is that's going to bring that into our homes. Is it, is it Disney Plus? I, Disney I don't Plus. know. I know that his Tulsa King show is on Paramount Plus. I think it's on that. Okay. That's, I think that I read that. Sense. By the way, I, uh, I watched like the first three, four episodes of Tulsa King. Uh, mm-hmm. very good. Like he's good in it. And it's a good, like I just ran out of road track to be watching TV shows at this juncture, but mm-hmm. what I saw, I liked, and he's just, he's so cool. Like he's just... He's the coolest. He's very talented. I mean, he comes off, he's got the whole uh, Rocky banner to sort of live under and be trapped under for a, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of his career, but he's a smart guy. Doesn't he paint? I'm, I think he does everything. Yeah. I he wrote he, Rocky, didn't he? Yeah, well, that sounds right. I think he paints also. Like, I think he's like a painter. A painter yep. or a sculptor. It's something, but I think it's painting. Yeah. It's one of them. If Adam was here, he could quickly check this out for us, but... Remember their mother? His brother Frank was a singer. I say was, meaning I'm pretty sure he's still alive. 
uh, and if Adam were here, he'd check the fact check that too. Um, but their mother was it Jackie? She was a character. Oh, was she? Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, Google her later. She she was wasn't she? Didn't she manage wrestlers? Did something she really? Yeah, something like that. Real character, real spark plug. <laughs> um, but the thing that makes the Stallones, at least the uh, the uh, parents, kind of like seniors, is that uh, they're looking to spend most of their time in Florida, <laughs> which we know a lot of seniors end up doing. But yeah. they're actually spending most of their time there now, which is why they're selling their home. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you got you know a spare twenty one point three million bucks. And you're looking for, uh, oh, I don't know, four-bedroom home, 10,400 square foot, eight bathrooms, eight bathrooms, um, pool, home theater, gym, horse barn and stables, mm-hmm. a riding area, mm-hmm. ob. Um, the views are spectacular, Kel. They've got a pool house, a guest house, a koi pond, a veggie garden, a hundred plus avocado <laughs> and citrus trees. As you keep describing this, I've had a an, an immaculate idea come to my attention. You ready? We should buy it. Want to pool our money together and buy it? Yeah, let's go have these. And if Adam is in, we can go, like, we can just Try these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like cool. thrice, like they said on the Golden Girls. Thrice. That's what our friends in the UK would say. Thrice. Once, yep. twice, thrice, thrice, thrice a lady. Ways, Sharon. Thrice. Yeah. Uh, here's another fun fact that they're, uh, so this home, which by the images that are on the internet and available for you to ogle as well mm-hmm. um looks like a pretty humble abode i mean yep. it's obviously huge and whatever mm-hmm. but it looks pretty chill um but that i think they're doing okay money wise because they had sold their previous home in beverly hills to adele oh right yep mm-hmm. for 58 million dollars and i think adele bought something next door or across the street for her ex-husband so they could and so yeah she invested there smart yeah very smart. She's and she's good. and Adele said that for the amount of money she can spend in the in the states, it's way better than what she would be able to get in London, right? Mm-hmm. To stay in, in that. And I think and she, she likes the weather. She probably has to go back once in a while too, right? Yeah, like I'm can't... sure she's. I'm sure she's got some sort of pied à terre over in in, in Londres. Yeah. yeah, very fancy, Kelly. Yeah. This is what sleep deprivation looks like, Sharon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Look at us both. Yeah. They are hot. (laughs) Not one said about this show. (laughs) They look exhausted. Yeah. (laughs) We find that appealing. Five stars. (laughs) (laughs) Five stars. Rate us now. Rate us often. Yeah. Here's the thing. We're going to do a 90s rewind. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And that'll take us right back to... The heart of our favorite decade, Kel. 95? Yeah, baby. I love it. Um, You love it? And Annie Lennox was saying, no more I love yous. Oh, she was sad. Yeah. <laughs> but so good at it, you know? Gosh. Um, How about uh, Van Halen? Mm. Can't Stop Loving You. Yep, yep. You know what? I mean, at the, at that time, they were still with uh, Sammy Hagar, so everything was still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, may Eddie Van Halen rest and rock in peace. You got your blues traveler and run around. That was such a great song. Such a, And there's so many elements of that song. The harmonica. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look back on the 90s, you're not thinking, man, harmonica solos <laughs> were the thing. Uh, but uh, he's good. Mm. 
Uh, TLC's Creep was super sexy. Obviously. Yep. Melissa yep. Etheridge, interesting, if I wanted to, was B-sided with Like the Way I Do. Melissa Etheridge, I think, did very well uh, as soon as she happened upon our ears in uh, the later 80s. And then into the 90s, she just sort of sashayed her s- into her own. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like anyways. Um, and then uh, let's wrap it up with uh, some Hootie and the Blowfish, Kel. Hootie, love them. Hootie and the Blowfish. And so many, it was like five or seven hand. tracks off that album. It was like five or, it was like at least five singles, right? That just went bananas for them. It was a lot. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was a big time for them. Yeah. So Hold My Hand was certainly one of them, but I see just on my list that I left a little extra uh, just because if I've seen it and I can tell you it's been in my head for a little while now, I should not be alone in that. <laughs> so I will leave you with the idea of Katnajo. Oh, yeah. Rednecks yeah. with an X. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the precursor to Baby Shark. Yeah. Baby. And that's your 90s rewind. Good job, Sharon. Good <laughs> Thank job. Thank you. Thank you very uh, much. We, we have a, a mailbag question from our longest time listener, Kentucky Shane. Shane. Also, also known as Shane from Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> so, who now has a... Um, has a back and forth with Rachel on our YouTube channel. So we love Fun. when fans from different parts of the world start communicating. And I know Caroline is in that as well. Um, so, yeah, so Sh- Shane's question was, uh, in your opinion, Sharon and mine, uh, mm-hmm. who is the most underrated artist from the 90s? Shane uh, says on his end that he uh, says Brian McKnight and Babyface from the R&B front. He thought you might be able to give some sort of band ma- name maybe. Well, I'm interested uh, in how Babyface is underrated because I think he got a lot of attention and he's very talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian McKnight, though, oh my gosh, I am 100% on board with you too, even though I'm pretty sure he got a good amount of attention, but just the voice on that guy. And mm-hmm. fun fact, Shane, um, Brian McKnight's brother, Claude, is a member of Take Six. I think that's his name. So the uh, the musical... Juice runs in the family. Yep, yep. I would go with um, Maya. Yeah, good one. Yeah, like she had stuff, but never like she. And she's still like she's still around, and people love her. And and she had like stuff, but she never. I think like I don't think she often gets placed where she could, even though she was in like Lady Marmalade, and you know what I mean. Like it's true. She really sort of she. She was strong in that. She was strong in uh, Ghetto Superstar, right? Yeah, I think that's her. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like she she put herself in the right spots, mm-hmm. and maybe was overshadowed by by Aaliyah, maybe. Ooh, but not in um, you know what I mean? Like not and not obviously from Aaliyah's point or whatever. But I mm-hmm. I don't know if because there was like a similarity. And I, I'm sure, like, you knew how much Aaliyah was just, it was like Aaliyah be-all, end-all for many people, right? Well, so. I think that was the thing. I think I think when you think of the business side of things that record companies don't want to splinter their attention on, hey, we can, you know, promote everybody. I think they want, you know, to have one person or band to focus on and then, like, sub existences which is too bad because as we know now Mm -hmm. where we are in the world where we can get our music and our information and our podcasts thank you very much um 
there's room for everybody. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like just one person over the other. You don't have to buy into the uh, uh, the faux competition of it all. You know, and- like we're allowed to like more than one. Yeah. And I think Ashanti also in there, depending, you yeah. know, how, how you look at things. And my other guess or my other opinion would be um, uh, Michelle and Deggio Cello. Ooh, yeah. She's yeah. good. Yeah, serious, good serious talent. Her and Tracy Chapman. Yeah. Underrated, though. I'm trying to get my head around the idea of, of a of an artist that was underrated. Do you have a band that you think? Because that's what Shane's looking for from the Queen of Rock. I believe he actually wrote Queen of Rock. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, my gosh. Extreme, I Sharon, like, was extreme. <laughs> uh, I, I think extreme could be underrated, yep. actually. Yep. There's, they actually are just about to release another album. I don't remember the date on it. Oh, that's um, great. Okay, good. And, and like straight ahead you know, grab you by the collar, sort of, let's do this kind of rock and roll. Nice, nice. Um, underrated, though. I'm Man, Shane, put me on the spot much? Jeez. Can you <laughs> ponder this for next week's show? I'm going to ponder this for next week's show because, okay. yeah, I'm going to get back to you, Shane. All right. Sharon, it's always uh, lovely to hang out with you. We miss Adam. We love him. Um, he'll be back with us uh, at some juncture soon. Yeah. Yep. He'll be back. Scheduling, we'll scheduling snafus. And thanks to thanks for filling our mailbag with uh, fun and challenging questions. <laughs> uh, keep those coming. Um, thank you to Rachel for the feedback. Also mm-hmm. appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, thank you everybody for finding it is uh, finding us wherever it is that you do that. We appreciate it. Obviously, like we mentioned before, you find your music everywhere. You find your podcasts everywhere. We're happy that you landed with us at any point and then decided to come back. We appreciate it very much. So thank you for listening to 90s Now. Still happening.